This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, July 31st. Good morning. I'm Jeff Allen. Here's today's headlines. Ruling huge win for biofuels. Fed food fight. Purdue optimistic on Mexico. And menu labeling change sought. Members of the House of Representatives have left Washington for their August recess. But the Agriculture Committee gearing up to start writing a new farm bill. The committee is holding three Farm Bill listening sessions starting today in San Angelo, Texas, and continuing later this week in Minnesota and California. An additional meeting will now be held in conjunction with the Farm Progress Show in Decatur, Illinois, at the end of the month. The committee staff is using the August recess to continue to prepare for debate on the Farm Bill. Some proposals have already been sent to the Congressional Budget Office for cost estimates, and more will be sent to analysts in coming weeks. One important note about today's committee listening session in Texas, Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue was supposed to attend the meeting, but we're told he was called back to D.C. No word yet on the reason. Court ruling thrills biofuel industry. Biodiesel producers could be the biggest winners of a landmark court decision on the renewable fuel standard. But the ruling by the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals has implications for other forms of biofuels as well. What's also clear is that the ruling is a major setback for EPA. The ruling rejected a critical part of the agency's reasoning for reducing the annual usage mandates laid out in the 2009 law. Under the law, one of the reasons the agency can lower the targets is if there is an insufficient supply of a biofuel. The court said the agency improperly considered marketing limitations the same as supply constraints. Stunned silence at EPA. Scott Irwin, an economist at the University of Illinois, says the ruling means that the cuts the EPA made in 2014 and 2016 were illegal and will need to be made up. EPA folks must be in stunned silence elsewhere, Irwin said on his Twitter feed Friday. Irwin says biodiesel is likely to be the big winner of the decision because the E10 blend wall would limit the amount of ethanol that could be used to backfill the RFS targets that the court says were set too low. The ethanol mandate cuts in 2014 through 16 totaled 2.24 billion gallons, or about 1.5 billion gallons of biodiesel, that according to Irwin. Analysts at Clearview Energy Partners said the ruling likely to increase prices for biofuel credits known as rents. Donnell Rehagen, CEO of the National Biodiesel Board, said the ruling is welcome reassurance that EPA has the authority to increase volumes of biomass-based diesel. We must do so to advance the goals of the law. Fed food fight. Agriculture Secretary Purdue and Health and Human Services Secretary Tom Price, they're challenging each other to see which department can collect and donate the most food. Competition is part of the annual Feds Feed Families competition, which takes place during the summer when food donations are down. On Saturday, Price posted a photo on Twitter of the Health and Human Services employees gleaning crops and said, quote, your move to Purdue. Well, Purdue responded with a tweet of his own, quote, just wait until this coming week at Sec Price MD. Things are about to get spicy. Purdue downplays Mexico's NAFTA threat. After spending two days in Mexico, Purdue says he doesn't think Mexico is serious about buying grain from other countries rather than United States. 
Purdue told U.S. reporters on a conference call Friday that Mexico knows that it benefits from the U.S. productive capacity, infrastructure, and relationships built over years of doing business. Purdue's comment isn't all that out of line with what Mexico's ambassador told the National Corn Growers Association. The ambassador said that Mexico prefers to keep sourcing U.S. grain, but had to protect its food security by talking to other interested suppliers. Purdue spent two ways in discussions with his Mexican counterpart, Jose Cazada Riverosa. During a joint appearance, Purdue said he and Cazada have a deep and personal mutual respect and admiration for each other. Calories gone wild. For the past 10 years, the Cheesecake Factory has taken home at least one Center for Science and the Public Interest Extreme Eating Award, a dubious distinction given to chains that have what the group considers unhealthy menus. The California-based chain restaurant is back on the CSPI list this year. Among the menu items that CSPI cites is the pasta napolitana dish that has 2,310 calories well over an adult's daily recommended calorie intake. For dessert, there's an adult milkshake from the Cheesecake Factory called Flying Gorilla, with 950 calories and nutritionally equivalent to a 20-ounce Budweiser. It has more added sugar and saturated fat than recommended for an entire day. CSPI has also named its least original breakfast its IHOP's Cheeseburger Omelette, which contains 1,990 calories and more than two days' worth of saturated fat and sodium. Lawmakers take aim at menu labeling. Lawmakers are taking another stab at writing the Obama-era menu labeling regulations. The House Energy and Commerce Committee voted 39-14 to last week to approve a bill that would provide relief sought by supermarkets and pizza chains. Among other things, the bill would provide some flexibility in how supermarket delis disclose nutrition information. Pizza delivery chains such as Domino's would be allowed to post the information online rather than listing it in individual stores. The Trump administration has given restaurant chains and supermarket delis until next May to comply with nutrition labeling requirements, which were implemented under the Affordable Care Act. But in a committee report... House Appropriations Committee is urging FDA to make sure that state and local agencies don't enforce the regulations until the FDA can issue a revised rule. Here's today's He Said It. Man, would I love to hear the phone conversations among RENS traders right now. That University of Illinois economist Scott Irwin responding to the RFS court ruling. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, July 31st. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by FLM Harvest, a hybrid strategic consulting, marketing, and communications company that delivers innovative solutions and meaningful results to clients across the farm, food, environmental sciences, and lifestyle spectrum. For more information, please visit WideOpenThinking.com and by Dairy Management. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Kelly.